Hello and welcome to the Greg Fearon podcast with your host Greg Fearon and today I have the awesome Heather, tell me your surname, Bertrand, did I get it right? That's yes. right. We're going to show to talk about thyroid disease and how ladies can deal with their, their thyroids in the right way and Heather's going to share our story with us today. So, well, great to have you, Heather. Thanks. So good to be here with you, Greg. <laughs> So we kind of connected probably about a year and a half ago, maybe. Yeah. We kind of started following each other on Facebook and stuff. So why don't you give the listeners the backstory, the more elaborate backstory than you gave me. (laughs) (laughs) The the real backstory. The real backstory, right? Um, I don't remember how we connected. I just remember that we did. Um, And I just love, I just love your content. I love that. Um, you know, as we would say in Jamaica, you don't mince words, right? You say the things that I think, um, and I would love to say to my audience, but I'm not brave enough to say. <laughs> and so <laughs> every now and then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll share one of your posts in the messenger with someone I think needs to hear it. But um, so I'm grateful to, you know, to be in your circle. Yeah. Um, but I became a coach because I struggled with thyroid disease for a number of years. Um, and most of those years it was undiagnosed. In hindsight, I had been sick since I was a teenager because um, all the things I was complaining about, I'd been complaining about since then. And no doctor caught it until I was pregnant with my second child. Um, and one morning I was um, you know, getting ready for the morning, took a shower and everything. And I felt a slight lump in my, on my throat. And I was like, what, well, what is this? You know? And so, um, Coincidentally, I was due to see my midwife that day. And so I shared with her what I found. And she said, oh, no, that's your thyroid. You've got to get that taken care of. And so I went to see um, an endocrinologist who um, ran a battery of tests. I'd never been so thoroughly tested in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it came back that I had hypothyroidism, mm-hmm. um, low-functioning thyroid. But I also had um, polycystic ovarian syndrome. I had um, quite a few things. I was, you know, uh, anemic. I also had um, autoimmune thyroiditis. So my um, hypothyroidism was caused by um, an autoimmune disorder and just a whole host of of things were wrong that I had been, again, complaining about for a number of years and no doctor took the time to, you know, to listen or to do the test. Um, But so that was good news, right? I finally got a diagnosis. And so went through the pregnancy, had the baby, mm-hmm. um, and things just got worse. So okay. it just got, it got worse. My hair started falling out, which again, you know, most people will say, well, that's typical of pregnancy, right? But, and it is for a short time, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, you lose a little bit of hair, but I mean, my hair was falling out by the handful. I've always had really thick, um, my sister says, I have real African hair, right? I have real thick <laughs> This really thick head of hair and it was you know long and silk and it was not my hair ends were were knotted right like like you know you imagine a sheep sheep's wool would be before it, it it's, it's been groomed and it was just terrible my hair was terrible it was falling out um, my eyebrows were were gone um a whole host of things i gained all this weight that i could not lose i was 190 pounds um, and my whole adult life, I was, you know, maybe 120 pounds. Uh, when he got married, I was 99 pounds. And my husband was like, I'm afraid to touch you. You're going to break. You know, so it was terrible. Um, yeah, so I gained its weight, couldn't lose it. Um, I was tired all the time. Um, and it got worse. You know, I, 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 I was sharing with you how I was just drinking tons of coffee. I would sleep all day I would spend my whole day just you know sleeping and then in the afternoon like five six o'clock I'd wake up for a little bit just enough to you know play a game with my kids and figure out dinner or many evenings honestly most evenings my husband works really hard he worked he was um working inspections in the field um during those years and I would feel terrible I'd call him mm-hmm. six seven o'clock when he's on his way home from work and say could you just stop and get something, you know, for dinner. And I'd feel lousy, right? Because I've been home the whole day. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out a meal, you know, just one meal to, to feed my kids. But um, 
that went on for years, Greg. And I kept going back to my doctor and saying, you know, this isn't working. I was taking thyroid medication. I was taking it since I was diagnosed, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, and at first he was just giving me um, the, the typical levothyroxine or Synthroid or just T3 T4 medication. Mm -hmm. So I was taking that at a really, I'd say it was a, a medium, you know, dose. And I was like, okay, well, this isn't working. So, but you know, I'm a researcher. And so if I have a problem, I find a book. That's how I've always been, you know, um, can't put your babies to sleep. I find a book, you know, whatever, whatever it is, I go and find a book. So I, I happened across this lady um, who I still follow, Isabella Wentz. She was a pharmacist um, by training and she developed um, Hashimoto's in her twenties in college. And as a pharmacist, you know, she studied how the thyroid works, how the thyroid medication works and why she herself wasn't getting well. But anyway, long story short, one of what I got from that is that T4 alone, medication alone is not enough to balance thyroid disease because our body produces way more, yeah, than just the T4 or hormone. So I went back to my doctor and he eventually, eventually decided to, or agreed to put me on T3, but it was such a microdose. He put me on five MCG. It was terrible. So of course, I still didn't feel any better, right? Well, that went on for years um, until 2018. And I said to him, um, my last appointment with this guy in 2018, it was May. I remember I went in with my husband because again, it was to the point where I couldn't even drive, Greg. Mm -hmm. I had anxiety where if I um, were driving and someone cut me off, just did something silly, like nothing life-threatening. I mean, it could be, I guess, potentially. Yeah. But if they just simply cut in front of me without me noticing with, you know, like yards of notice or whatever, I would panic so bad. My heart would almost jump out of my throat. I'd have to stop. I have to pull off on the side of the road. Yeah, just, you know, for minutes to recoup. I'd be driving and then my legs, my leg that I'm driving would just go numb. That's yeah. scary. So I yeah. hardly, I hardly, you know, drove and um, my quality of life was just terrible. Um, so I went to this guy. And I said, listen, man, I'm suffering here. I am drinking boatloads of coffee. And by the way, Greg, I was a healthy eater. I was one of those people that, um, yeah, all right. I'm one of those healthy people. I remember when I was pregnant with my first child in college yeah. and my, my friends, my best friend's mom, she would say to me, stop trying to kill the baby with all those vegetables, right? I... Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so I was always a healthy eater. But my diet was not right for me, right? It wasn't right for me. Um, and so I said to this guy, this is the end of the story. I said to this guy, listen, I'm drinking all this coffee. I'm eating all the food um, and I'm not feeling any better. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what, what can I do? And he looked at my labs and he said, well, your labs look fine. I don't know why you're feeling this way, except you have four kids. Um, and, you know, you're tired. Your life is, your life is busy. So just take the rest that you need um, and just get used to living on stimulants for the rest of your life. And I left that appointment so upset. I was so disappointed. And I remember coming home <clears throat> with my husband. I was singing in the car and I was raging. And I said to him, it just like a light bulb just literally went off in my head, Greg, and said, but it's your body. Like, I don't need permission from my doctor to not eat gluten or to, you know, to eat more spinach, or I don't need that permission. Like, how can you tell me that um, I, 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 I can't change my diet because you don't approve? This doesn't make any sense. It's my body and I'm the one who's suffering. So I committed, I'm gonna make some of those changes that Isabella once um, spoke about and I did. And within a week of, um, at the time, all I knew about was to go uh, dairy, uh, to go um, grain free. Yeah. Within a week of changing my diet, um, going grain free, my carpal tunnel, which I had since I was uh, 15 years old, gone. I had a big old lump on my arm that I used to wear a bandage all the time. Um, used to take crazy pain meds, gone. Within a week, um, I was able to stay awake throughout the day. Um, it was just like a bunch of little things that my life just improved so dramatically. And I said, okay, well, this is great. So let me see what else I can do, right? So I just changed my, um, made changes to my diet progressively. Mm -hmm. um, I made some supplement additions. I didn't understand much of 
again, brand new. So I didn't understand much of what I needed to do, but I just tried, I was willing to try anything. I was desperate, right? So I tried all kinds of things. And within, um, ultimately, I think in June, I started the AIP diet, the autoimmune paleo diet, which is really restrictive. I, you know, got rid of everything, you know, even pepper. Come on. I couldn't eat curry. What? what you, couldn't curry, eat, you couldn't have curry go. Can I have curry? No, no curry chicken. No. Okay. No curry, no pepper. No, it was terrible. Right. But I managed and I was able to manage because of my Jamaican upbringing. So the foods that the autoimmune paleo recommend are really ground provision, plantains, green bananas, um, you know, things that growing up as a kid is like, uh, I don't want that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Eat your hard food. <laughs> Exactly. But now those are the things that were healing to my body. Um, and I thrived on that diet. I did really well. And within a, by the time I um, got pregnant, I got pregnant in 2019 at, in November when the, at the height of, you know, everything was really good. My hair, I had a big old Afro. Um, my eyebrows had come back and this has been five, six months. It was really good. And I had gone down to 143 pounds, lost all of that weight. And oh, wait, I went back to the doctor. Um, I think two weeks before, and he said, all he said to me, he's like, what, what happened? What have you done to lose all this, this weight? And I told him and he said, oh, that was it. He, you know, <laughs> after all this, oh, you died has nothing to do with anything. He said, oh, and you know, since then, he and I have developed a relationship where when I go see him, he says, oh, what, what new thing are you trying now? You know, so now he's open. And he's listening and he's paying attention to the fact that um, outside influences really affect, mm. um, you know, the condition of my of my thyroid. And so I'm feeling great. I'm doing good. Um, I, I'm not tired all the time. I have too much energy most days, you know, <laughs> preventing me from 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 going to sleep because I want to do all the things because I've not felt so good in ages. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's it's possible to change, and that's why I'm I'm here trying to tell people that your diet makes a big difference. What you put inside of you um, determines what you can put out in the world. And you know, I've got so many questions I want to ask you now. <laughs> My number one was like, how did you how did you cook without curry goat or some right or or some what? Oh, how did you? So for so for anyone listening back to this. Like, <laughs> Curry goat is one of our like national dishes, and yeah, you, you can't be Jamaican and not have curry goat, right? <laughs> or, or, right. Curry or curry chicken. Yeah. yeah. What? I love me some curry curry chicken and oh dumpling. I couldn't have dumpling. That's the thing, right? Because oh, I love well, me some dumpling. Boiled, fried. What's your favorite? Fried or boiled? Dumpling? I don't have a preference, boy. Like some curry chicken and um, or some curry chicken back and uh and and boil boiled dumpling and banana. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah, man. Yes! That's so good. <laughs> and some <laughs> and some fried dumpling and um uh ackee and sauce and fish. fish oh, scrambled egg in the morning and look a little bit of bacon. Oh, yeah. Yes. I got you. I got you. So <laughs> right now you're making me hungry. So I'm sorry. No, 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 that's cool. I forgive you this once. I've I've got some curry chicken in, in the fridge, so I'm gonna have that. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, that's right. Well, I can I can cook my own curry. I have my own stuff now. I can eat it now. Whenever you come to England, <laughs> I'll make sure you get some, right? But, <laughs> so really big one I think was that jumped out to me was that you kind of ignored what the doctor said because I feel like sometimes doctors people feel like doctors have all of the answers right which right is not quite as it is right right that is definitely something that I had to get over um and I'm one of those all or nothing people and so um, once I rebelled against that doctor, I was rebelling against every doctor I ever knew, right? So <laughs> every time I, you know, I had a pregnancy and I saw a doctor and the doctor said something, it's like automatic, you know, don't talk to me. It was just, it was terrible. I swung, swung from doctor is king, doctor knows everything to doctor knows nothing. Leave me alone. Don't talk to me. Um, <clears throat> so I'm learning to temper that. Um, but for sure, you know, one of the things that I've heard this analogy made a number of times recently in trying to build a business or not trying to, I am building a business. And one of the things that um, comes out a lot is, is that women, we are very intuitive people. And when it comes to babies, I love my babies. I'm always talking about my children. 
um, I know instinctively, you know, how to care for my kids. I've always known. I, I've always known, um, you know, when they're not feeling well or when they're depressed or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know how to do these things intuitively. And it's easy for me to tap into that, to, you know, to, to nurture my kids. But at some point, we lose connections to our bodies as women, as people. At some point, we forget how to eat or what. To, I have a client recently who was heading toward her menstrual and she, she, for whatever reason, someone told her steak was bad. So she kept saying, you know, I've, I've just wanted a big old steak lately. And I was like, so eat the steak. And she was like, but I said, well, your body's telling you that you need iron, right? So eat the steak, eat the spinach, eat the chocolate that you, that you want, eat the stuff that your body is saying that it wants, because you know, we, we have that intuition, but we listen to all these outside voices that say, don't do this, or you should do that because everybody else is doing it, you know, whatever. And so I just had to do that. I had to tune some of that out um, and just trust my intuition and say, you know, it's my body. And while I haven't trained as a doctor, I've lived in this one for 30 something years. And I, and I know what I feel like. I know what, I know what normal feels like and this ain't it kid. So yeah. I mean, what's interesting though, I mean, I don't know about you guys in the US, but in the UK, doctors have, I think I read somewhere and I've heard it a few times that doctors get maybe two weeks of nutrition. Nutrition, yep. They say that here too. They say that here too. Yeah. Which is quite (laughs) scary because as you've shown, what you put in your mouth has Mm -hmm. probably the biggest impact on your health of anything. Right, right. But it's crazy because, you know, I mean, if, 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 if a doctor were just a logical person, they'd see how it makes no sense to say to someone, oh, your diet has nothing to do with your disease. I mean, the first thing someone says to a woman when she's pregnant is, well, now you have to eat to, you know, provide for this baby, yep. right? So how is it that the nutrition affects a person when they're a fetus, when they're developing as an infant, um, as young children? but suddenly you become an adult and food has no impact on you anymore. That's the craziest, like, how does that make any sense? Furthermore, if a person has heart disease or diabetes, no doctor worth his salt just gives them medication and says, have at it. They say, well, you need to make some changes, right? So unless you have diabetes or heart disease, your condition is not worthy of diet modification. Well, the truth is, the thyroid affects your entire metabolism, right? It affects up to 60% of your metabolism. So that involves, that's, that's building up tissue and that's breaking down tissue. Mm-hmm. That involves your heart function. It invo- involves your brain function. It, it involves all kinds of stuff. So how can you say that my thyroid underperforming won't benefit from some, you know, proper nutrition? It was the most, it's the most, it's the most asinine thing. It's just logic, you know? <laughs> I'm so glad that we're talking about hormones, right? It's, it's because a lot of the ladies I coach, one of the things, especially when they go into that perimenopause or menopausal state, the first thing they'll blame is hormones. And right. I'm like, I want to know what you're eating. I, I don't, right. I'm not taking blood tests. I'm not an endocrinologist. Right. But first things first, your food makes your hormones, right? That's right. That's right. And and that's something that um, I struggle with a lot. Um, in my um with with my ladies too because in the thyroid circle i feel like there's this big dependence again and it's not it's not it's not their fault because we've been made to believe that the doctors have the answers um and hashimoto's is the most common autoimmune disease but it's apparently the most misunderstood right so while it's very common um the doctors doctors don't know a whole lot about it right um they don't understand that it's an, it's an immune function. It's an immune system issue. It's not a thyroid issue. They don't really understand the need for proper medication. Um, but we've been made to believe that the doctors have the answers. Um, and what do doctors do? They distill medication. And so in our circle, there's this large um, barrier that I have to fight with these people to help them understand that the medication, that ain't it. It's, it's necessary. It's useful, but if you do nothing else beyond taking that medication, 
you're not going to be 100%. Hmm. And so the question is, well, what kind of life do you want to live? Do you want to live a life where you're coping or do you want to live a life where you're thriving? Um, so the medication will help you to cope. You know, you'll, you'll sleep a little better maybe, but until, because what happens is um, Hashimoto's is progressive, right? So you, you might stall it for a time, but eventually that thyroid is going to get less and less, you know, effective. So you're going to keep on increasing your medication in order to have the same level of, but you can stop the destruction from continuing by changing your diet, just like heart disease. You can stop the condition from worsening by changing your diet. You take all the medication you want to, but if you don't, if you change your diet, you can prevent further damage. You can prevent future damage. And so it's just a matter of helping people understand um, that the medication is not where it's at. It, it's necessary, it's useful, um, but if you don't work with the underlying issues, with the diet, getting enough sleep, that was a big one, right? Getting proper rest, um, getting some sunlight, uh, putting some exercise in. And that's the thing, I say them all the time, whether it's thyroid disease, heart disease, diabetes, it's the same thing. The cure is always the same, but we all want to feel... You know, and when I first started out, I didn't know that because they make it seem like this is a special monster. And it really is. It is. But again, um, to understand it, the, 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 the diagnosis is different, but the cause is the same. You know, it, it, we, we got to work on um, the root issues of, you know, eating food that's nourishing, getting the rest. And that's one that is very highly overlooked. I feel um, I have a client who... I work with my clients for six months and she right away, you know, latched on to eating a proper diet. And um, she decided to do the AIP and she's been going through that and she's been reintroducing the foods back in um, and all of that. So she has no issue with tackling the food. But then when I say, well, what are you doing to relax? How are we, um, you know, decompressing? What do you do for fun? It's like, what are you talking about? And so, you know, we're having this struggle with, trying to get her to understand and to prioritize rest and to prioritize self-care or self-love. I call it self-love and self, you know, soul care um, to, to, to prioritize relationships and connection with people. Those are the things that, you know, really keep us alive and thriving. And, and, but we want to focus on the medication. I don't know. It's a battle. It's, it's, it's so much of, you know, you, what you're saying about medication has so much parallels with, my primary market, which is, you know, ladies that want to lose weight and get in shape, but they'll look to exercise right before diet. And I'm like, no, diet, diet first. Diet, sleep, daily movement. Right. So but that's what they've been told. Well, the doctor tells you, oh, you need to start exercising. Right. Eat less and exercise more. Oh, that burns me up. Because my doctor had the nerve to tell me I was eating too much i'm like boy have you seen my plate i can hardly eat i have no appetite that's part of the disease too <laughs> like you say that thyroid <laughs> disease is probably really understudied so for example in my background i used to spend time with the endocrinologists in the hospital mm. like, so i'm a geek i just geek up on all this stuff but there was Good. there was a con there was a, a patient that came in and you know, the, the, I heard the, the consultant, you know, expert in their field, telling this person, I'll oh, eat less and you'll be fine. And I'm like, no, their metabolism's really. down-regulated enough. We want right. to eat some more food. And right. they're like, no, and I'm like, yeah, trust. I said, trust me, get them to eat some more calories for a while. Two months later, they came back and said, I feel so much better. Right, right. And that happened with me too. When I, when I switched to... Um, the autoimmune paleo, <clears throat> it was so hard to eat so many things. Um, I had to eat all the time. In fact, what happened was, you know, in, in the back of your head, there's this little voice where it's like, well, I'm already like almost 200 pounds. If I'm eating all this food, I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna get fat, you know, because, because I was just eating. But what was happening, Greg, is that I had been starving all that time. And so once I started exposing my body to, you know, high, nutrients um nutrient nutrient dense food uh, my body was just like give me some more give me some more give me some more and after a few months my appetite slowed down i didn't need so much food i didn't want i mean i gave into that i just ate and ate and ate um 
and and it was difficult because again you know you have that voice voice in the back of your head saying well you know you're kind of greedy and well you're not food or you whatever um and one of the things that i increased a lot which you talk about i ate, ate a lot of meat and i'm not a meat person but boy i will cut a cow standing next to me right now <laughs> drop that thing on a skillet and eat that for breakfast lunch and dinner i um you know, lamb. I love lamb. You know, I make lamb stew. We cook oh, in all kinds of different ways. Um, let me tell you, I my meat consumption went up a lot. But see, um, people with Hashimoto's, we tend to have protein deficiency. Can you believe it? So we naturally. <laughs> so I wasn't. I was gaining weight and muscle wasting. So I, it's really hard for me to build muscle. So even though I've lost fifty something pounds. Um, and a part of that is is because I didn't absorb, I didn't digest protein well. We don't die, and so I stayed away from it. That's the whole, you know, other thing. But I increased my protein a lot and just increased my um, healthy fats. I would, you know, like I'd get myself a ribeye, and normally, you know, it'd be a leaner cut of meat because you know fat is bad. But now, drop me a ribeye put that thing on a skillet and, and let's eat. You know, I, I don't cut the fat off my oxtail. You know, I, I, oh, I, I want the fat oh, off my oxtail. Oh, you know? man. Oh. <laughs> right. yeah. oh. So, so uh, it's just, that's I, just, a really, I just increase my food, yeah. That's a, that's a really interesting point um, because I think for years, ladies have been told saturated fat is bad. I'm like, well, I'm like, well, how are you going to make some sex hormones then? Like, right i'm like well cholesterol oh you need cholesterol yeah mm. well that's the thing right they they, they, they tell you cholesterol is bad and the studies show that you don't actually um your cholesterol doesn't increase from your fat um it increase from your sugar right yeah. so you're sitting there chomping down on um chips and soda and eating a low-fat salad dressing like what the what no, eat the olive oil, you know, and don't eat the chips or eat a little bit of chips and eat, drink some olive oil. I don't know. Listen, I'm liberal with my fat. Um, I, yeah, I'm liberal with my fat, liberal with my protein. Um, and that's what, and when I don't do those things, then that's where, you know, the, the belly bulge comes and the, because my body needs, and everyone's ratio is different, right? So it's difficult to say, you should eat this much of this or whatever. Everyone's everyone's body is, is going to be different, but my body thrives on um, fat and protein and you know whatever else it feels like. So if I want sweet potatoes, or if I want some, because you know I love bami, so I've introduced bami to some of my American. You know what bami oh, is? Yeah, boy, I've yeah. had that for years. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, so, yeah. So it's very starchy, but I, but I, I don't. At this stage of my healing, I don't have any forbidden foods. Whereas, so, and that's the other thing people don't understand is that um, you eat depending on the result you want to accomplish. If I were a weight builder, you know, then I would definitely, you know, there are things that I need to eat that I can eat if I were, if, if, I, if I weren't competing. Um, you eat to get the results. So I was eating to heal my body. So I was eating, you know, all the things, getting all the nutrients in that I need. Mm. But now I'm in maintenance. I don't need that anymore, right? Um, and so now I have much more freedom. Um, I don't restrict myself. If I if I go to my mom's house and she has some fried dumpling, I'm eating a fried dumpling. I I'm coming what? too. I'm eating a fried Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taking some for later. You know, we had a lot of birthdays in February um with my husband and my kids whatever and I had cake and I'm fine you know it's it's I can do those things now two years ago when I was healing that would have totally derailed my gut health and all that stuff but I'm beyond that now so we have to understand where we are um and what we're trying to accomplish and our diet needs to reflect that um you know so many people come to me and they feel like they need to go to keto so that they can lose the weight but they're you're not sleeping you want to fast but you're not sleeping, you don't tolerate exercise, you're overly tired, that's not the answer. Like, it's, it's not the answer. the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I'm not, not, there's nothing wrong with keto. Okay, I use that for a little bit, not the way people do it with the bacon and the cheese and the, like, I feel like people just want an excuse to overeat 
the bad stuff, right? But um, I think the key is, is that I don't anyone listening is going to feel this, but when music hits, you feel no pain. So <laughs> everybody wants the easy way out. Right. And everyone wants to be able to do what they want to do, but have the result that they want. Right, right. It just doesn't work like that. Right. And it's not about the, that's what I keep saying, it's not about the diet. Every diet works. Every diet. You know, they have the cabbage soup diet. Oh, you have yeah. the keto diet. You have paleo. You have the autoimmune paleo, which, again, it's really big in the thyroid space. And I used it, but it's therapeutic, which means it's supposed to end. You're not supposed to, you know, be on these diets forever. You're supposed to just live. Um, so, you know, if you, if you, if you, whatever tool you're using to get to your goal, it really is just a tool. If you're changing your, um, your, the, 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 the brakes on your car, that's a bad analogy. The tires on your car, you don't leave the wrench on after you've changed the top, the car, the tires. I, I, like, I like that. I like that one. But then, <laughs> and, and even the tires don't stay on forever. No, you, you've got to change it. Right. You've got to change yeah. it. Yeah, right? You know, and, and, and as you go through phases of life, you know, when you're young and hip, you got yourself a sports car or a little Honda. And then, you know, you have five kids, you need yourself a minivan, right? It has to change. Your diet um, has to give you what you need at whatever stage of life you're in. So, you know, these women who are out here lacking hormones and can't sleep at night, can't exercise, can't whatever, what are you eating? How is your how is your sleep? Um, you know, how much alcohol are you drinking? Like, really, you know. So, I mean, there, there's so much um, that they don't we don't pay attention to um, that 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 affects us. Is it that we don't pay attention to, or do we subconsciously brush it under the carpet for fear of being judged? Because I know when people come to me and they do the classic, Greg, I'm eating. I'm eating really well, but I'm not losing weight. Immediately often says there's much more going on there. Right, right. And sometimes they are eating really well, right? So I have this one lady who was eating really well and not losing weight, um, but she wasn't sleeping. She was eating really well, but she wasn't sleeping. Um, eating really well. And she was at the gym at six o'clock every morning um no sleep with no sleep oh, so no. <laughs> so so i i told her i told her okay fine let's 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 work on this um well first and she, and she was weighing herself every day so you know what that does to your you know your your psyche right so i said okay let's stop looking at the scale let's not look at let's not look at the scale for a month right um let's use some non-scale victories but also can we go to the gym an hour later um and she decided she wasn't going to do that because it's really her me time. She had nine kids. She has nine kids. And so she wanted, that was like the time that she was, <laughs> she was able to be alone. Wow. Okay. But rather than going to the gym at six in the morning, could you go for a walk? Just sit at a park. Um, and instead of, go, you know, going to lift weights or do Hit. cardio for yeah. an hour. Yeah. yeah. Just, just go to a park. Let's, let's just do that, you know, four times a day, four times a week. And then three days a week, you go to the gym, right? Fine, go to the gym. Um, and within two weeks, Greg, all we did was, was that and insist that she gets to bed on time. Um, and she lost nine pounds within two weeks. We, we, there's no mystery. If you're not sleeping, your body just doesn't function. It just doesn't function the same. And again, it's the kind of stuff that I knew intuitively in college. I wasn't a health whatever, but in college, I, I had a lot of formal functions and whatever. You know, you're young and sexy and I'd wear all these, you know, you know, form-fitting dresses. And I would eat like trash and not sleep because we're in college, you know, I had stuff to do. But I knew that, it, you know, next weekend I had so-and-so to do. And instinctively, I would um, change my food and I would increase my water and I would sleep. And within two, three days, my body weight would shift. It's crazy. My, not my, the composition it would just shift so that I could wear whatever dress I needed to wear. 
without 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 causing issue. So many times they 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 really are. Sometimes they are eating the right way, but they're not doing the other important things. They're not, or they're eating the right way, but they're obsessed with it, right? So they're they're like, if I eat a a, a calorie more than what um calorie my fitness pal says I'm allowed to eat in a day. I'm never going to lose weight or I'm going to be sick forever. And so they're so obsessed with it. You put all this pressure on your food that when you're eating it, you're not in a rested, um, relaxed state. So that food cannot do the work of nourishing you and helping you to release some of those things. Um, there's a lot of psycho, you know, psychological issues around food and fitness and health. Mm. Um that you know we tend to have to release in order for us to get the result that we want. Um, I find that for most of us, most people know that binging on sugar and fat, um, like you know chips and whatever. Most people know that that stuff is just not good for us. We know that you don't need you don't need anybody's Doctor Oz or whoever. I don't know who you have on your TV there. Uh, we we've heard about we know about Doctor Oz. Don't worry, we have um some. Right? <laughs> you don't um, need Doctor Oz and Oprah to tell you that's not food, right? But the but the, the issue is most for most of us, there's a lot of emotional stuff. Oh, well, my mom used to make this for me or this is how we've always celebrated. Um, and so some of the things that need to change isn't really the food so much as it is the things that we've put on the food, you know? Cause you can still celebrate with, you know, your birthday just change the food, change your situation and, and, and be okay. So I don't know, whatever. Listen, I could ramble on for days. Hey, listen, you're, 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 you're preaching at the right church right here. Cause <laughs> you know, people come to me and I think what they often expect is they're going to get a training plan and nutrition plan. Mm. But I'm so much more interested in what's going on up here. Yes. They yes. Do the things that you do because you can have the sexiest training pro program. I can write the best training program. I can write the best nutrition protocol. But if up here is not working properly, the software isn't working, then the hardware won't follow. So you won't do that's it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That's the first, that's where we start. And again, I had the same client who was like, when I say, well, how do you relax? The, our first session together, I said with her, okay, well, today we're going to talk about mindset. And she she kind of looked at me she endured the session but i knew she wasn't happy because she like she it, it's where's the stuff to do what do you mean the mindset like tell me what to do um but your mind sets you up for success oh look at that mindset mindset yourself yeah yeah so your mind sets you up for, for success it's um you know i saw this quote recently it says thoughts become things you choose good ones amen um you know um and whether it's uh, losing weight or <clears throat> getting fit, or in my case, you know, working on this big old postpartum belly that is like, you know, whatever the issue is, you have to choose the thoughts that are going to help you to get that result. Um, and so many times we, we, we think about in the thyroid space, anyway, we think about, well, oh, I can't eat bread or I can't eat so-and-so, but that's not really it. You can eat it. You just won't get better. You like go ahead, do what you want. It's it's you know eventually again. I say I, and I say you know there's coming a day when after you've healed the problem. I mean like who who on earth you you already have a cut. You have a there's even a, a, a they call it what pouring salt in a wound right. There's even a, a term for it. So you you already have the wound and you're gonna keep on scabbing it up and picking off that scab. It's never gonna heal. So we're not saying. That after the the, the 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 thing heals, you you can never have bread or you can never. But we're saying give your body the chance it needs to recover. Just get, just take a break. Just take a break. And in the grand scheme of things, like I get that you love bread, but seriously, rather than <laughs> energy and sleep, <clears throat> feeling good about yourself, like yeah, there's plenty of other foods you can eat. So you know, Dude, listen. I used to make bread. I mean, I was the, I'm, I'm quite a foodie, Greg. Uh, I keep saying, I don't talk about my love for food enough, but let me tell you, I am, I'm a foodie. I, I, I live for trying new things and different cuisines and cultural food. I love, I love it. 
but it's definitely not worth me feeling sick um, and not, you know, feeling bloated and, and lethargic and in pain. It's not worth it. I used to make bread. I had a bread machine. I made bread by hand. I make baguettes. I make sourdough bread. I did all the things with bread, ground my own me meal. But I'm sorry, it's it just it wasn't working for me, you know. So that's what I'm saying. I was a healthy eater, you know. I was eating the organic grain. Um, I was eating. Um, here we have a bread called Ezekiel bread, which the you know the health gurus go to, dude. Okay, yeah, it has all those healthy grains, but it's literally has added gluten like it says it on the thing i didn't know because you know all the health people are eating ezekiel bread so i'm thinking okay yeah but i have a gluten intolerance so i'm sitting here scarfing down this healthy bread with added gluten because how do you bind those whole grains together if there's no gluten come on it's just it's just too much so um we just have to just pay attention to what do we want? What do we really want? And, 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 and we tell our minds, we're doing this thing so that we can get this thing rather than focusing on what we don't have, focus on where we're going, focus on what we do have. Um, but we our have minds are powerful. Issue. We have an issue though with a short term mind yes. view of the world. It's like, I want to be skinny in six weeks. Well, yes, you spent 20 years of your life, 30 years, not actually looking after yourself. So Right. To do that. And you've never been skinny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but celebrity down the road is now doing this diet, so I want to fool them. Like, you ain't never been skinny. Come on. <laughs> the foolishness. Like, how you going to be skinny now? Right? <clears throat> you pay you pay me and expect me to make you skinny in three months when I've seen your baby pictures. Come on. It's, not, it's, it's never, you've never been skinny. But yeah, for sure, right? We do have that mindset. And you know, um, it's not foreign to any of us. We're, it's, 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 a, it's a child in us, right? You know, we, we never really grow up. Um, in some areas, we learn to temper it. Um, like, you know, we know university takes four years. Okay, so we'll endure university. And then we know, you know, it takes this long to do this thing. But because of marketing, um, so, but is it possible for you to do university in two years? Yeah, it's perfectly possible, but that's not marketed. That's not, a, it's, what's marketed is it's four years. So, you know, in your head, okay, it's going to take four years. Is it possible for you to be skinny after never having been skinny before? Yes, but it, no one tells you that it takes work and it takes time, right? So um, I, I tell sexy, people straight yeah. up, it's not sexy. Yeah, we do definitely have that mindset. So one of the things that shifted for me, <clears throat> is is the way I think about what I'm doing here. And so I told you, I was worried about eating all this food and, but I'm going to get fat. And, um, and every now and then I'm not immune every now and then, you know, I slip into the, oh, well, you know, I already had two whole donuts today. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I slip into the, the bad food and the crazy psychology every now I'm human, right? Don't judge me. Um, I'm judging, not joking. I'm joking. But, <laughs> <laughs> but a, a, a coach of mine said to me um, recently, she said, what would you do if you knew that you were just on a journey and you couldn't fail? Mm. And what I was spazzing out about, you know, this thing that was happening in my business. And that's what, you know, she and I were talking about. And I was like, dude, right away, I took that and I said, well, yeah, for real. That's exactly what this is. This thing called life, <clears throat> it's really is just a journey. So on that journey, we're going to have issues with our health. We're going to have issues with our children. We're going to have issues with our business or whatever it is. But there is no fail. Um, fail because I'm in control. It's my path. My path looks different than yours, looks different than my brother's, looks different than everyone. But it's my path. And so there is no fail. It's a journey. And the way I choose to go is no matter what, I'm going to get to my destination, right? There is no fail. And so I think sometimes we need to um, think about life in a more long-term perspective. Mm -hmm. This thing that you're dealing with right now is just a part of your journey mm -hmm. and you have your whole life to conquer it. Mm -hmm. So 
when it comes to thyroid disease or heart disease or whatever it is that these, you know, women are, a lot of, a lot of women have um, Hashimoto's and they have other things, right? They have com comorbidities. They have other conditions. They have lupus and they have all these other things. Um, yeah, yeah. No matter what it is that you're, yeah, that you're dealing with, it's just a part of your journey. It's not the whole thing. So we're so focused on, um, on that illness. We're so focused on that weight. We're so focused on, you know, these legs that just won't trim down or we're so, fo we're so focused on whatever it is that we forget that there's a whole experience outside of that. There's a whole life around that. Um, and that this is just a part of that thing. And so, you know, part of what I've had to learn, um, I'm very much a doer. Oh, earlier you said, you know, women, we tend to focus on the exercise, but that's because it's something we can do. We need to do, you know, give me something to do. I can do 10 push-ups. I can do some sit-ups. I can do whatever and expect that that's going to, just like my kitchen's a mess. I can go wash the dishes and the kitchen's clean. I can, we expect, to, you know, when we do something, we get a result. But when we do the inner work, it's not doing, it's not busy work. It's not, um, when you contemplate, uh, you know, how you're going to plan your meals for the week and, 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 and choose to um, eat a slice of watermelon instead of eating a bag of donuts for dessert, you know, those are not, they're not busy things. They're more internal things. And it's difficult for us to, you know, to do them. You know, we, we, we want tangibles in our hands as women, I find. Um, but if we were just to realize that this is a part of the journey, you have things that are necessary on the outside, things are necessary on the inside. And we are okay, as again, as a mom, we understand that clearly with our kids. We, we, we take the time to nurture our kids and to teach them all these intangibles. Um, but for some reason, we become adults and forget that we still need time to, you know, still need time to relax and still need time to play and still need time to enjoy our circumstance. And take away, we tell our kids, well, I do, tell, tell my kids, okay, you've been on your tablets. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, we, you know, I'm, I'm quick to tell my kids, well, you've been on your tablets all day, so it's time to go outside. It's been an hour. Go outside and get some sunlight. But then, you know, my daughter, I have a three-year-old, ooh, and she'll be quick to say, well, mommy, you too, you know, because. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. And if we listen to our children, I mean, I know that not every one of your clients has young kids, um, but if we listen to them and really listen to them, they, they, they tell us what to do, right? Um, sometimes my, again, my three-year-old should come to me in the middle of the day with a coloring book and just put it on my lap and color and say, mommy, I want to color with you. And I'm like, but I have stuff to do, right? But what am I healthy for, Greg, if not to enjoy my family? What's the benefit of being healthy and fit if I can't, you know, and, and, and when I was laying on my couch um, for years in desperation, that's what I was crying out for. I just want to be able to make a craft. I just want to be able to, you know, do the, but then, you know, I'm healthy now. And so I've lost sight of all those things, but that's what we're here for. Um, that's what we're here for, to build relationships and to um, build connection and to um, thrive in life. It's not just about these little health markers that you know we tend to check off i know this is so counter um coaching right it's so counter health industry no, no this this is my bag this is this is <laughs> you hear what i talk about you know I, I get i'm not gonna lie i get bored of the calories in calories out you know all of the standards yeah because i know that that's not what moves people forward right what moves people forward is well, why do you value it? What's in your head? Why are you yeah. doing that? Why are you not putting yourself first? Would you, what, what would it have you do if you could get healthy? Right. Right. Like, you know, yeah. Hold you back Find so much. Right. You know, finally go on that vacation. Yeah. Um, not, yeah. Not hide in photos. That's a big one. Like, I hear a lot of ladies yeah. say, you know, they don't go in the photos because they're about how they look. And I'm like, well, right. you're destroying memories. That is so common, Greg. Um, uh, now with 
being on this online space, I'm having to post pictures of myself all the time, right? And when I go, my stuff is automatically uploaded to Google Photos. And when I click on the Google Photos, you can search by face. Mm -hmm. And when I click on my face, I can hardly find any pictures. Um, well, there are two things to that. As a mom, we tend to be the ones taking the pictures, right? So I'm, I, I, there's a party or there's a whatever, I'm taking pictures of everyone, but people don't tend to think to take a picture of me. So I have to say, well, I want a picture too, you know, take a picture of me doing this or take a picture of me doing that. And so um, if you're uncomfortable with the way you look, like I have this huge goiter on my neck, which um, a lot of people are bothered by. Uh, I have an uncle who said to me the other day, he said, why you still have that thing on your neck? Why you don't go cut it off? And I'm like, cause it doesn't hurt, you know? But it's offensive to look at. It's a lot smaller than it was two years ago, but it's still there, right? It's, it's, it's offensive to look at. But there were times when you, you don't feel secure. You know, I have this, again, I had this huge postpartum belly. Um, what, my last pregnancy, I couldn't move afterwards. I was disabled, like with your foot. I, I don't know what happened with that pregnancy. Big old baby. Um, so I, I couldn't physically walk for months. Um, without the use of a walker. And so I'm still regaining the full range of motion in my legs and my hips and all that stuff. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that makes you uncomfortable about how you look and how you are perceived. And I've just had to let go of other people's expectation of me because that's what it is. Um, the goiter doesn't bother me. Yes, I miss my beautiful face or, you know, being able to look at in the mirror and not see the thing, but it doesn't bother me. This is who I am. This is a part of my journey. Hmm. Um, I was blessed with 30 something years of going to free neck, you know, so, so, so we'll see what happens. We'll see if I'm working on reducing it naturally. We'll see if it works, but if it doesn't, it's fine. You know, like it doesn't bother me, but there's so many people, my doctor, I went to a, an appointment with one of my children. And her doctor gave me a whole lecture about how, you know, it's, it's, it's unsightly and you're a beautiful woman and you need to get that cut out. And okay, but, you know, I mean, I, I go to the doctor twice a year. We do the ultrasound. It's not cancer. It's just swollen. You say it's got, my thyroid's going to, you know, crap out eventually. And we're going to have to go in there twice to take it out. Just leave it alone. Like, leave me alone. But it's, again, a lot of people put their expectations of what I'm supposed to look like, of how I'm supposed to feel without taking into consideration what your journey is. Mm -hmm. So a lot of women, we feel like, well, our bodies aren't attractive, but your body has been through a lot. That body has birthed babies. Um, it has given life. It has undergone surgery. And even if it's not birthed babies, it's carried 30 years of baggage. Of, of abuse, of resentment, of all these things. And that's what's represented in this body. Um, and so just release the expectation of what people think you're supposed to look like or what you're supposed to be doing. Um, and just, you know, at some point, I think the older you get as a woman, or I don't know whether men go through, but the older I get, I just become freer in my thinking. It's like, it, this is, it is what it is. I am who I am. You don't have to like it. Exactly. Peace. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So you've been spinning some fire today. I, I can I can feel a part two coming on. Oh. I think we're gonna I'm gonna we're gonna have to wrap this one up because I feel like we'll be on here right forever. And I've got curry chicken to eat. I'm hungry. <laughs> so can you leave the readers with two things? First one is your kind of top four tips that anyone can take away from this com this conversation that they can go in action right now. So shoot with For that. sure. For sure. So the first one is no matter where you are in your health, um, in your life, because it's not just always about your health, whether it's you're stuck in a career that you hate, um, you're in a, a relationship that's terrible, um, you have body fat that you're trying to lose, or you have a chronic illness that you're trying to overcome, no matter where you are today, you don't have to be there tomorrow or a week from now or a year from now. Just start with a decision. 
that you want to change, that you can change and just make the thing happen, you know, but it starts with a decision. You don't have to be stuck in that place. Start with a decision and then put that out in the world and magically, you know, things start to open up, doors start to open up and things start to fall in place. That's the first thing. You don't have to stay where you are. The second thing is um, prioritize yourself. Um, prioritize you because no one, I, you know, I'm a Christian and um, I tend to, you know, there's this image of this martyr who does everything for everyone and is kind and loving and whatever. I am not that person, right? Um, oh my dear. Okay. I thought we froze again, but um, the Bible says that you are to love your neighbor as yourself, as not more self. than. Oh yes, amen. Right, <laughs> as right. So we have to. So so so. There's an implied love yourself there, right? So love yourself, prioritize yourself. Um, that doesn't mean you have to be super selfish and you know don't care about anybody else, whatever. But your needs matter, is what I'm saying. You know, so your desires matter um and your purpose on this life in this life matter as well and the third thing is to don't be in a rush this is just a part of your journey whatever that hiccup is whether it's the lousy job or the credit relationship or whatever or the, the, the disease this is a part of your journey um stay the course do the work follow the processes um, and you'll get the result that you want. Um, there's a quote that says, you're responsible um, for creating the future that you want. Um, and, and so you have to just do the work. And the final thing is, I can't stop here without saying, just eat some food, some real food. <laughs> Enjoy it, you know, eat food, be free. Eat the chick, eat the curry chicken, eat the roti, um, eat the curry goat, whatever it is that you want. Just enjoy food. It's not, um, there is so much more to life and wellness than just the food. Work on all those other things. Get your rest, um, you know, build healthy relationships and enjoy the food along the way. And just make one, just commit to making one small change. Um, don't try to be super clean overnight. Just just eat and make one small change. And before you know it, over the years, you'll get the diet that you desire and that serves you. But just be free. Enjoy the food. All right. That's perfect. So my final question was going to be, what's your favorite dish? Boy, I'm telling you, this is a hard question. I can't commit to one. No, no, um, no, no, no. You have to. There's no, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, you got to commit to one dish. All right. Well, I think my favorite thing of all time, I'm a total sellout. This is a complete sellout here because this is not my cuisine, but my husband is Haitian. <gasps> and they, ah! <laughs> Go on. And they make um, this fried plantain, this green, they take the green plantains and they cut it up and they fry it and press it, mash it, and then refry it. I know. Health coach eating fried plantains. Okay, deep fried plantains at that. But that dish is served with um, like a pickled cabbage. It's called pickles. So it's spicy and vinegary and whatever. Mm. Mm. So it's the crunchy plantains on the inside. It's soft, but it's crunchy on the outside. Um, and you top it with the pickled cabbage. Oh, served with some um, uh, griot, which is a uh, like a pork shoulder pork chopped up and deep fried again um yeah so every time we have an anniversary or whatever my husband makes that dish for me because i really 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 love it and so that's my favorite and i won't make it myself but yeah it's really good i'm mm. telling you <laughs> okay cool all right i was up somewhere. i was expecting oxtail or whatever but it's cool. oh no oh no that, that no vegans listening to this show we really do apologize to the vegans <laughs> and the vegetarians we love you all too don't yes. disown the show <laughs> don't disown the show so yeah heather thank you it's been an absolute pleasure um just tell the listeners where they can find you because i know you've got a group a big facebook group as well Yes, I am uh, on Facebook. You can find me, Heather Bertrand. Um, 
My business name is A Well-Loved Body, but truthfully, I really just do all my work inside my group, which is called Hashimoto's and Hypothyroid Community, um, Wellness Community. And we have over 600 women in there who are all about putting their condition in remission and building the habits necessary to, to do that. So yay. Thank you, Greg. It was so good to have this chat with you. And we I look forward to- For ages and- yeah i knew we, we i knew we'd vibe well so yeah, I yeah. <laughs> yes yeah. so that's thank it you. then thank, thank you very much and yeah part two for real for real soon come soon come soon come that's right <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome if you're listening leave a review if you love this share this with your friends and family um and help someone get some value out of this podcast so yeah awesome heather thank you thank Peace you greg <laughs>